ho, ho, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's December, I'm doing Festive Fear 3. This one is an extra special one. This is my 300th slash Christmas special, and boy, do I have a stinker of a movie for you tonight. Don't open until Christmas, but... Before I open this little present up, I want to introduce you to my guest, my co-host from my second podcast, Two Geeks Talk Movies. Hello there, Joanne. Hey. Hey. So, is this the first time you saw this stinker then? It is, and I won't be rushing out to watch it again. <laughs> Sadly, this is the second time I saw this. I saw this thing, uh, God, what was it three, four years ago? And I was drunk out of my head. It was Christmas Eve. And I found this thing to be utterly hilarious. Watched it today. Stone Cold Sober. And I'm going, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, God, it was... From what, uh, again, what little information I found online. This had a troubled production going through at least four directors, three writers and multiple producers. And this thing ran out of money. It also sat on the shelf for, I think, 18 months. This had a two-year um, completion uh, date thing. They started filming this in 1982 and finished in 84, I think it was. And it was quickly released and forgotten about. Uh, so let's just dive into the sleigh ride from Bloody Bill Hill. And may I say, it shows that it mm. went through all of that. Yes, yes, my God, does it show? I mean, you actually see the stitches, how bad this fucking thing is. It's like, bloody hell. Anyway, so let's just dive into this little-known, low-budget British Christmas slasher. I was going to go a classic, but it's not classic. It's a slasher. <laughs> Dear God. With its unknown budget, this thing pulled in unknown as it's now in public domain. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Edmund Pardum. Pat Ashley and Caroline Monroe, written by Edmund Purdom, Derek Ford, Ralph Self, and Alan Brickenshaw. The plot: A killer is running around the streets of London, killing off Santa Clauses, taking out people in weird and wonderful ways. It's down to New Scotland Yard to put out a stop to it, but can they do it before Santa slays too many times? Find out here. So that's a very rough. <laughs> podcast uh, podcast very rough plot but it fits because this movie is rough <laughs> oh my god this this is so fucking bad it's unbelievable how bad this this movie is i mean oh my god i've written on on imdb what some people say this is a classic it's a 10 out of 10 classic i'm going what are you smoking <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, because this is not a classic. Gremlins is a classic, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, arguably, Silent Night is a classic for all the wrong reasons, but this is not a classic. This is a piece of steaming horse shit. Anyway, so this fucking thing opens up on a man dressed as Santa waiting for his wife to finish work. He then goes into their car and stuffs her stockings with festive cheer. I'm going, who does that in a in a business car park? Who has sex in a car park? You know? What yeah. was what was that? I was going, why why are you having sex in a office car park? Yeah. Oh my god. As from the shadows comes our killer. He stabs a husband in the guts and kills him with one stabbing. He then chases the woman all around the car, which I was laughing at. I'm going, really love, you can't fucking drive the car. Stick it in whatever gear it is and get a fuck out of there. You have to go running all through the car and run around the car. <laughs> yeah, uh, or push your now dead boyfriend out the bloody way and run out that door. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. She then gets quickly stabbed in the gut and that's it. I'm going, what? <laughs> what? And what is with the not Joss theme that played under this But I'm going? Yeah, exactly. What was that? Was I was going, Dad, Dad? I'm going. You're one beat off being the the fucking just. <laughs> yeah, that. It's like they just got away with that and no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. You fucking 
cheap cinema bitches. Yeah. Um, so up pops the titles as a teeny wee toy Santa bursts into flames and burns to the ground. Ooh, sinister. Mm. <laughs> I do love those opening credits, though. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't live up to the feel-like gift for the rest of the movie, but, you know... Yeah, that's very true. Although I love the fact it slowly burns down. You see a big spike poking out and going, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a kid's toy, no? <laughs> Fucking health and safety, hello. Um, yeah. And on to a cheesy-ass early 80s disco Christmas party. Oh, sweet mother, the fashion. <laughs> oh, my God. The haircuts. <laughs> I was on the floor howling at the fashion. Oh, I'm going, what? the fuck are they wearing what the hell is in their hair and what is with the streamers <laughs> i was going is there enough i think it's a whole forest of trees turning yeah. streamers just dangling off every fucking piece i'm going what the hell and what is it with the dancing the dad dancing was unreal i mean i was howling with laughter at that i'm going you've got to be fucking shit yeah, the dad dancing and trying not to catch the cameraman in the eye was just so awkward <laughs> to watch. And by the way, was that a fancy dress party? Because half of them was wearing a, an outfit and the other half was wearing a costume. I'm going, is this a fancy no dress? Oh, I have no idea. Do you think the extra for maybe just told um, it's a party scene where we just wear a party and some of them were a bit over the top and some of them were a bit like, well, these t-shirts and jeans will do <laughs> I have no idea, but yeah, it's a fucking disaster. It then goes backstage into the dressing room and he will meet, quote, the gay old queen Santa Claus, played by who the fuck knows because there's nine Santa Clauses listed mm-hmm. on IMDb and not one's got a fucking picture. So who knows who the fuck these guys are? <laughs> I'm, I was rocking my head out going, who the fuck is this guy? But I uh, gave yeah. up. Anyway, he goes on stage and hands out presents he's then quickly killed by a spear from the shadows i love that one just spear just hurls from the shadows i mean that that was just i think that has to be i mean the whole film is ridiculous but Mm. that has to be the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen because what is that noise just before it it sounded like a goddamn helicopter i have no idea suddenly the sword comes out of his mouth I'm like yeah the aim involved in that would have to be impeccable mm-hmm. and you know the history ridiculous but yeah. you notice know, all the extras in the background didn't seem bothered they were <laughs> That's probably... when it, when it That's probably... the headshot is Santa the guy behind him was just looking like yeah this happens every day I'm not bothered it's you know, who gives a Christmas? That always happens. There was some guy in a tuxedo just smiling away like he was enjoying that. I mean, a little too much. Oh my god! I think that this was filmed with real alcohol because the extras looked fucking pissed. They're like, "Oh, who cares? This is fucking North London. Who gives a fuck? The guy's dead. <laughs> Party! Oh my god! Oh my god! And what the hell was that guy wearing? He was wearing like a cloak with a a pig's face mask thing but it was like shrunken I'm going what the fuck is that it then cuts to New Scotland Yard and we meet Inspector Harris played by Edmund Pardum the director and writer and I think producer also so oh my Uh, he gets his crack team all three of them including his partner Detective Powell played by Mark Jones on the case and here's the fact it's been splashed over the papers Four people have died in less than a week. And he wants to keep out with the press. How? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although we find out exactly how quickly in the scene he's seen talking to the bloody killer. He's gone, yeah, I'm a journalist. Oh, yeah, well, you know, the history yeah. of Oh, my God. Uh, and that um, apparent, what's it called, headline on that newspaper, three more killing days till Christmas. They should have just fired the writer at that point. Uh. I mean, Oh, what let's give up making this movie yeah yeah also it wasn't three days it was like five days later yeah. and it's still like ah i'm going i thought it was three days because it's like three days later and they're still killing people i'm going uh okay then moving on so on to the flat of cliff boyd played by jerry sanquist and his sister sharon i think she was called played by pat ashley I love the hair in this scene, Bobby. It is so 80s. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, and the decor of that flat, what the fuck was that decor? Oh my god, I know. Oh my god, the, 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 shrunk, uh, the sunken um, sofas and the shag carpeting, I'm going, every bit of the hideous 80s. <laughs> I love the fact that Inspector Harris just walks into her flat, does, doesn't even ring the doorbell, just walks into her flat and tells her out straight, like, quote, your father, the old Queen Santa, was just another victim of the Santa killer. Oh, that was cold. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, that's going to make her feel so much better. <laughs> I was like, stop your doctor, mate. You just killed a fucking patient. Your bedside manner's fucking shocking. Jesus Christ. And he just walks in. Yeah, your father's not a victim and just fucks mm. off again. I'm going, you're a fucking arsehole. It'd have been a fell going, do you know what? We don't know who it was, but I can, you can be, <laughs> you can flip me hit night knowing it was definitely a madman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care. That's what, what, the sixth or seventh person? I don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, yeah, it's London, who cares? <laughs> uh, so that night, on Oxford Street, because I think you get a quick glimpse of Harrods. I think that's where mm. Oxford Street is in. Uh, rather in an alleyway, the killer takes another Santa by choking him behind with a wire and then burning his face off on coals. What she cooks chestnuts. I was on the floor howling with laughter at that, but I'm going, he's actually roasting chestnuts on an open fire. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> and that was the most ridiculous kill of this movie. He's, he's His face just burns alive. It just goes like yeah. a fucking like a piece of torch paper but um, visual, visually it's one of the best though mm, yeah this you must know? be early in the movie that, we had money <laughs> yeah exactly and that's sad by saying what's that 10 minutes in and they could have finished the movie there you know mm, mm, would have been yeah, happy yeah 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 i love the fact that the killer puts his head back on his on a coast the whole body just goes up in flames i'm going what the fuck <laughs> What's the movie? Fucking touch, uh, touch paper, fuck's sake, you know? Blow touch paper. Oh, my God. And here we can see this, this killer's face behind, hidden behind a clear plastic mask with the facial features painted on. How very spooky. I mean, mm-hmm. also, how very Alice, sweet Alice of this movie. But moving on. Next day, a courier uh, delivers a package to Inspector Harris's house with don't open until Christmas on it. Gee, can that be? Is it a bomb surprise? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was going, really mate, you're the chief inspector of New Scotland Yard and you're given this mysterious, suspicious package and you don't take it to fucking bomb squad? Really? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Mm. And he's, um, you know, he, what was she made or something? Well, housekeeper, yeah. yeah. Yeah, housekeeper didn't think to like question the courier and be like, um, what is that? Who's it from? Yeah, where did it come from? I mean, uh, how do you get this address sort of thing? It's going, yeah, God. I love how the housekeeper is pissed off at him because he won't show her crime scene photographs. Hello, love, it's an active case. <laughs> yeah, but then that made me think, like, does he normally share her crime scene photo and information with the housekeeper then? Because, you know. She's thinking out loud to herself like you do, apparently. Mm. Um, or maybe maybe it'll just show me them on Wednesday. It's like, why Wednesday so special? It might still be an active case by then, you know? Yes, exactly. exactly. I'm going, so this guy breaks the law by showing you active crime scene photographs. Okay, then. And she's like, oh, I want to see them. No, I'll see them on Wednesday. I'm going, calm down, love. You're a fucking housekeeper for crying out loud. You know, you know his wife? <laughs> crying out loud. So back at the office, Powell and Harris joke that hopefully the killer will bugger off until next year, adding anyone wearing a Santa outfit could be next. These two are real fucking charmers, that a bunch of lazy bastards. They just go, oh. I, I can't be fucked uh, solving this. Yeah, we'll wait next year, we'll date next year. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. You know, I'm going, who wrote this fucking script? <laughs> One of the umpteen fucking writers that wrote the bloody thing. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh my god. I just thought, but uh, who gives a shit? There's only been, what, 10 people being killed in about a week? Uh, who cares? I'm going, you're the worst cop ever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how did you all become a cop? What the, you know, I collect 10 tokens, become a cop um, promotion in the local paper or something? It's like, yeah, yeah. Did you get the job? Jesus Christ. 
did you find a fucking the badge and it bought me a cornflakes packet for Christ's sake? And, go, and for fuck's sake, Jesus jinkies. So anyway, Harris then calls Sharon to tell her another Santa is dead. She tells them uh, Cliff um, was there that night and Harris asks, are you getting married? Aren't they brother and sister? What's going on here? <laughs> I thought they were brother and sister as well. So I'm going, okay then. Incest? I mean, yeah. <laughs> moving on swiftly because yeah, this movie's not worth fucking scratching your head over this one. Harris then gets a tip-off call from the newspaper writer Giles, played by Alan Luke, to mock them. What was that? I'm going, wait, you're obviously the killer because you're sitting there mocking them saying, oh, you can't solve this case. It's been, was it, did they say 10 days or something like that? And there's been eight or nine deaths. I'm going, so you're clearly the killer then. Yeah, it's like, how do you know all of this if you're not the killer? Exactly. I mean, the, the movie gave away right off the fucking bat. Um, so later at night, the killer strikes yet again, this time killing a drunk dressed as Santa by blowing the back of his head off with a Magnum revolver. Do we have Magnum revolvers in Britain? <laughs> I mean... I don't think so. I don't know. They're not in private collection. It's not something you can just freely walk about holding. Well, I suppose this was... 1980, 84, 83, 84. So that was pre the gun ban. So I don't know, but a magnum is a big gun to be carrying around. Yeah, exactly. They don't need a leaf. Well, they do fit in your pocket, but you know, mm. they weigh a ton, do they not? I have no idea. I mean, I've actually held a, an actual gun in my hand, so I don't know about what it weighs. But the particular yeah. big, I think it's got like a, a six inch barrel, I think it does have. So it's like, mm. oh, that's a big ass gun. Anyway. Uh, so that's four killings in less than 15 minutes. I mean, at this rate, that's fucking Jason Voorhees territory for my crying yeah. out I mean, fucking hell. I'm going, so you want to blow your whole wad on the killings right on the first 10 minutes? I'm going, hey, maybe she want to stretch out the budget just a scooch more. I mean, hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, do you know what annoyed me about all the killings? No, not all the... Um... Not all the stabbing or mode of death, apart from the guy that got his uh, brain fried with a chestnut, mm. would have killed you instantly, and the guy got his head blown. Yeah, yeah, head blown not, off. Yeah. Not, not all the other deaths would have killed you instantly. Though. No, but I mean, the first guy, he gets stabbed in the gut once, yeah. and he walks away, and he stabs a chick once in the gut, and he walks away. Exactly. I'm going, they two could survive that, but no, they're dead. Exactly. The the woman at the end gets stabbed twice in the exact same spot because I rewound that and watched and I was like, that really is the exact same spot. That's some aim that killer got, I tell you. Maybe, maybe they looked at it, you know. Mm, that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the ending, oh, we'll get to the ending. The ending oh is like, oh, uh, what? You done what I had? What? Uh, anyway, so next morning, Giles just so happens to bump into Kate, played by Belinda Main. Wait, so she's the girl on a flat, so it's no Sharon. So who the fuck's a Sharon chick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't officially meet Sharon until later in the movie, but she has mentioned. Mm. Uh, yeah, did no one notice that she, they called the actress by the wrong name? But yeah. going to keep that in there, are we? Are we all uh, an audience meant to just go, we never heard that? Yeah, yeah. So moving, moving on swiftly, he questions her how she is how she's keeping and how she's coping. She just looks at him and says, unless you've lost a father figure under mysterious circumstances and you won't know, he adds, yes, he did. So this guy's obviously the fucking killer. Red herring, my arse, this guy's obviously yeah. the fucking killer. I mean, what was going on here? He, he just bumps in the middle of some high street in London and goes, oh, you're such a person. How does he know her name? Yeah, because we're not even, uh, if father we had an audience in a way, it's not have it been in the local press or anything. So nope. how, how would he then not to point her out in the street and be like, you're the one that's that died. How are mm. you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, clearly he's the killer because he saw her standing on stage next to a Santa guy and she was going, oh, and all that stuff. So exactly. he knows She's the daughter of the of the the guy. I don't get the singer. He says to himself, he's an old queen. So I assumed he was gay. I assumed mm. the guy next to him was his boyfriend. But no, that's the guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what the hell's that guy's name? Is it Guy? No, Guy. Guy was the the writer. What the fuck's that guy's name? 
Um, oh God. The boyfriend's name. What the fuck's this guy's name? Uh, Cliff. Cliff. So, I, yep. so I'm going. So that's not his boyfriend then. Okay then. Uh, I was so real confused. Say him, so he can't have children, even in the 80s. No, that's true. That's very, very true. That's I mean that, that is. Anyway, moving on swiftly. So cut to Harris leaving work that night, walking home past the Salvation Army playing Christmas songs, I think it was. He then walks past punks, shoppers and a Woolworths window display. I miss that Christmas window display so fucking much. <laughs> it's, it's popped my British listeners there, all two of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the same without having this ridiculously garish, huge Christmas window display every Christmas, you know. For yeah, what was it, a month and a half? Our town centre now, and it just even at Christmas, apart from the extra lights, it looks like any other day of the year. Yeah, yeah, I miss Woolworths, but moving on. Yeah, the, the city centre is so dull and drab, really? it's like, what the fuck happened to all these elaborate shops? I mean, I thought Glasgow City was supposed to be the greatest shopping mecca in, in Scotland. I was going to say yeah. Britain, but that's well. Well, Scotland at least. But mm. I mean, there's the big department store, which I'm pretty sure we can't name unless they're going to start <laughs> No, no. no. <laughs> and just have about 10 minute walk from your house. It's on mm. the, the opposite side of where we normally meet when we're allowed to meet <laughs> under this goddamn virus. They normally mm. do okay, but yeah, they don't they don't rival what we always used to do, even I'm no. old enough to remember them. Yeah, yeah, it's such a shame. It's such a dull, drizzly crappy fucking boring ass city centre what most of the shops mm. are all shut down it's like yeah it's pish let me back to this piece of garbage uh, because we wore our way off, off um, script here um, so back to a subway station where Cliff is busking using a flute who the fuck busts me a flute <laughs> wouldn't you bust me a guitar or something you know fucking flute I don't know the his yeah well, that's true that's very true uh, with him is Kate, uh, as his mate Jerry, played by Kevin Lloyd, mocks him for bumming, bumming up money. He then asks him for a place to stay. I'm going, wait, what? Also, did you catch who this guy uh, Kevin Lloyd was? No. He was in the bill uh, for most of the run of the bill. Ah, okay. So he was he played one of the DCI type people, and so I'm going, I oh, know you're... I know your face somewhere, but there we go. And that's just I've, pop. Not, I've not seen the bill in about 20 years. Yeah, well, yeah well, that's very true. Because mm, that will just pop my two British listeners, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so in a in a pub, Cliff asks Jerry what's his what's his job now, and Jerry says he's a photographer. So Cliff asks, "Are you doing porn? Because apparently that's the only thing a photographer could do is porn, you know." Jerry then hits on him, saying, "Quote." There'll be some money in it for you. Bring the blonde girl. I'm going... And he also says something about bring your dick too. It's a nice dick. I was like, what was that? I had to write it back. I thought I misheard it. But no, he actually says he had a nice dick. So I'm going, what? You know? Like speaking from experience there, are you? Uh, I have no idea. I was going, what? <laughs> I mean, that's all I could say was, what? I mean, uh, yeah, I know. Because apparently all straight men have seen their their, their straight best friend's dick. Yeah, you know, any any old time, you know. So, <laughs> oh my god. So QA topless photo shoot. I'm guessing for page three here, with the blonde. She's Sharon. Yay! <laughs> we finally see her. <laughs> yes, about what? Although the other blonde thought she was her for a minute, but you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. What was that? About twenty four minutes and something like that, and yeah. the finally. Give her the right fucking name. She more any groan, she's cold. So he says to her, I make sure nip nips stand out. <laughs> this guy's a real fucking charmer. <laughs> no? Oh god. And I'm going, nip nips, what are you fucking two? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that how he gets all the girl? Nip nip. Yeah. I love that. What was she wearing, by the way? Was that a gold uh, half cut jacket with like gold um what were they? Uh, bikini bottoms with like mm. gold wire wrap for all we're up in our body. I'm going, what the fuck yep. are you wearing? Oh, dear God. In walks Cliff, who tries to get Kate to join in, offering her 50 quid. A fucking cheap bastard. Exactly. <laughs> she rightfully refuses. So Jerry hands her a Santa outfit, and that's the last fucking straw. Kate storms off, 
leaving Cliff with Sharon. Uh, love, you're rich. Dump this fucking busking yeah. bum. Jesus exactly. Christ. I mean... Not how you need money. No, no, I love the fact he, 50 quid, get your tits out, love, I'm going, you fucking charmer, you are, you fucking like asshole. 50 quid and I'll think about it, and then I'll say about 500, and I'll still think about it, you know? I'll say, yeah. Yeah. I wish I mean, it were standard, 50 quid to get them out. Mm, no. I love the other, the Sharon cook's like, yeah, yeah, we could do a double, yeah, let's do a double. <laughs> okay, love, calm the fuck down. Jesus Christ, we get it, you're a fucking, you're a cheap lay, but my lord. <laughs> oh, dear God. It gets worse outside. Sharon outrageously hits on Cliff. She's all but naked, only wearing a Santa cape. The fuck? Because you could go outside in December the, what is it, 22nd, only wearing a wee fucking cheap plastic, no plastic, a, a cheap fur, mock fur uh, Santa outfit, and that's you warm, you know? She's like, I'm morning, oh, it's freezing in here, but she goes outside just wearing a fucking Santa cape. I'm going, yeah, and then you're hitting on some guy, talking about, what she said, something about, you've got a nice body, I like to press it up against me, sort of thing, so I was like, what the fuck was going on during that photo shoot? Yeah, exactly, like, how it's like, what the hell? Mm. You know? Mm, mm, it's bloody weird. Uh, the cops see them, so Cliff screams, quote, they'll think we're a couple of gays. Leg it. Oh, what? My jaw was on the floor. I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> and it hit me. This is 1984. Being gay was a restable offence. You could be fucking done for walking down the street with your boyfriend hand in hand, or even... Talking to another man in the street, he can get arrested for doing that. I was like, what the fuck? So, mm, mm. we've came a long way in, what was that, 36 years? Mm. Yeah. But crying out loud, I was going, really? They actually put that and left it in the script? Fucking hell. So, Sharon runs down an alleyway with the police hot on her trail. She loses them with ease, but not the killer who finds her and slashes her with a straight razor. He then lets her go. Why? Yeah, that's what I had down to ask you. Why did he let her go? It's like, you know, Cohen, a couple of scenes later, he's saying to some, I don't even know if she's called a prostitute, she works in a booth, mm. talking to dirty old men. Um, mm. So, like, and he he says to her, he has to kill her because she's seen his face, yet he lets Sharon go. I'm like... Yeah, and clearly he kills women because he's killed a woman at the start and he mm. kills the chick at the end. So he kills, yeah. he kills a woman. And also, he stabs her or sticks her with that straight razor and slices her and pulls the blade up her body and then down the other side of her body. So I'm going, what? I mean, mm. the police then arrest her. So they now know what he looks like, kind of, because... She's a fucking idiot. She must have been stoned out her head or drunk because she says the next day. Uh, I don't know what it looks like. He was tall, but he was kind of, what was it, dancing eyes or something like she says. Yeah, some, um, thing, I, mm. I could only remember her, that, his eyes. They were smiling. Mm. Like, okay. Oh. Okay, yeah. love. I, mean, mm. I love the fact how the next day, Harris and Powell questioned Sharon at her flat. They let her go. She was fucking selling her body on the streets. That is not next day you're, you're going to let out. You would be kept for fucking weeks, would you not be? I mean... Yeah, more illegal than what it is now. Mm, mm. I love the fact she's reading a Playgirl, because, you know, all topless models read porn mags. That's all they read. You know? I mean, she's reading fucking play, <laughs> Playgirl. Ah, dear God. But it's uh, like... Do you know what really got me about that scene right the time and go, oh, you've been very helpful. All she did was sit there reading Playgirl going, he had dancing eye, you know, mm. with the knife. But I was like, yeah, because that narrowed it down to the whole male population of Britain. But, you know, thank for your help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the fact she's sitting there moaning and groaning that she has to give a statement because it's going to, quote, lose her money. Uh, what the fuck, love? You were arrested for selling yourself on the streets. Plus, you met the fucking Sandra Killer and you lived your ungrateful bitch. Shut the fuck up and give a statement. I mean... Exactly. And she goes, oh, she, he could have hit me with a sword. Oh, was it a sword, a knife, or a razor? I couldn't tell. And he was he was wearing a mask. I couldn't see his face. And and he was quite tall. But I remember as his, his, his eyes were dancing. I'm going... 
right, love. What and the you're fucking useless. I mean. Yeah. And then what was it that inspector turned around and said to her, was he the same height as me? Uh, yeah, I think so. I was like, mm-hmm. well, how's that going to help you? Mm-hmm. That's like someone asking if, if I'm the same height as you. Obviously, I'm not. You know, you're like six foot tall and I'm not. Um, <laughs> six foot tall, no. <laughs> almost. No, I'm joking. But um, I'm like, how does that help in any way? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the fact she's sitting on the bed and Inspector Harris goes, was it you were doing something cheap? And she goes, I'm not cheap. I'm an artist and flashes our tits. I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Exactly. Um, oh, my God. Um, cut to a peep show, because why the fuck not? As a guy dressed as Santa pours on a girl who looks a bit fucking 16 or something, you know? Mm, definitely. The killer stabs him in the neck with a screwdriver and just runs off. I'm like, What? So he's just picking these guys at random, but he knows exactly where they're going to be at any time throughout this movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How has he known who's dressed in Santa, when and where they're going to be no matter the time of day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, later on in the movie, there's a guy who gets chased by punk rockers and yeah. he ditches his bike in the middle of the street, runs to a scrapyard, runs through the scrapyard, runs all the way down the street, runs through the, the, the London dungeon, runs all the way through the London dungeon, yet the guy still gets him. Exactly. Going, what, what are you fucking Michael Myers? I mean, are you Jason Voorhees? Are you Freddy Krueger, for fuck's sake? <laughs> That's a bloody joke. I love the fact she just screams as the blood squirting over the place on, on her little booth window thing. I mean, what was she saying? Was it a fiver uh, to pick up the phone? I'm going, what love? Yeah, what was it? No, you can pick up the phone for nothing, <clears throat> but um, for her to take her top off a fiver, for her to, I don't know, something else for 15 quid, and then for anything goes, which, you know, um, well, 50 quid again. Yeah, I think she says it was. I think she said it was 15 quid to take her top off, add 25 to take her brow off, and 50 quid for anything goes. But anything that goes on your side of the window is you're clearing up. I'm going, oh, that's yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking disgusting. Anyway, yeah. moving on swiftly. Um, Cliff goes back to Kate's house and he's bandaged up his hands. So is he supposed to be the killer, or is that yet another red fucking herring that goes nowhere? I guess it's a red herring, but do you know one of my one of the uh, one of the one million and one thing I hate about this movie? Uh, <laughs> see the tenses in this movie, like the tenses when the music kicks in, they mm. don't time up to the actions that are happening. And it's like when we meet, is it Kate? We meet when yes, the, Kate, yeah. Yeah. When her dad, when her dad gets the sword through his head, it ends up coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. We get the whole suspense music, and then nothing happens. He's just told, "Well, we don't know who, it is, but we know it's the Santa. <laughs> we know it's the Santa killer. So you know what? He he's not alone. He's part of a gang. You know where? And at the same time, throughout this, a certain time the music kicks in, and you're like, eh, "Why?" Mm, yeah, you know? I don't. I think the. The score of this is just any old shit music you can get a hold of and just shove it on this thing. Because... Yeah, it's like, oh, we got that, right. put it here, you know. Uh, I sub- I get it almost so we as the audience feel suspense when we watch it, but to be honest, it annoyed the fucking hell out of me. Mm-hmm. It made we... me want to turn it off about half an hour then and be like, nope, John, I never watched the last 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I mean, what I don't get is... There's a piece of the score that sounds it's lifted a rip of Halloween three soundtrack. I'm going Halloween three. Is that you? I mean, I'm going. You ripped off Halloween three. There's, there's more than one that I thought came straight from Halloween. Mm, mm. But yeah, it's a fucking joke. Mm. Anyway, back to this ridiculous movie because we must. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Harris walks in yet again and questions Cliff as to where he was all night. Harris adds he knows Cliff was with Sharon and left her shortly before she was attacked. Therefore, he thinks he's a killer. So, how does he know that? You know? Because Sharon didn't say nothing about Cliff being there. No. So, how does... Okay, uh, then. Uh, as he leaves, he hits on Kate and gives her, her his business card, as you do. I'm going, you're the chief of police or inspector of who you are. Why are you hitting on some random woman you, you're investigating yeah. her father's death on? So. Plus you're old enough to be her father. 
Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what got me? He put on it his personal uh, mm. number, which he'd obviously play with going, here's my home number. Yes, know? yes. I don't give these cards out often, so don't don't waste the phone. Uh, I'm like, well. go with yourself, mate, you fucking t- <laughs> God. Calm down, Grandpa. Jesus Christ. Mm, yeah, Jesus jinkies. Uh, so back at New Scotland Yard, Giles has broken into a rummage through Harris's desk. How the fuck did he get in? It's an active police station for fuck's sake. He's kind of wandering off the street and going up to the fucking inspector's room, then rummage through his papers for crying out loud. Well, he did say to the woman at the end he can go anywhere he likes when she says the same thing to him. What the hell are you doing in my apartment? You can't just walk in. He's like, well, I can. Mm. And I, I just have. I don't get. Was were they suggesting that he was actually Santa and he was killing all these fake Santas? Is that what's going on here? Because that ending had me going, what? Oh dear, oh dear. Um, I have no idea. So, uh, Detective Powell asks, um, "What are you doing in this place?" And Giles tells him he can help him solve the case, adding. Does he know where Harris is at any time during the night and or day, planting seeds of doubt that Harris is now the killer? So yet another red bloody herring then. Mm. Cut to Powell following Harris around late at night, but he's quickly loses him in some bizarre... What was he doing? He was at some, I don't know, indoor market and they run through the place and then he just loses him. I'm going... It did. It looked like a... What? <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, another Santa is killed off. And why are these people still wearing a fucking Santa suit? That's ten people in less than a week have been killed. Hello? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure even, you know, the quote-unquote real Santa was looking in his wardrobe going, I'm not wearing that, tell me that. Yeah. I'll end up dead. I'm wearing yeah, everybody else. He's just like, you know, hey, Christmas, let's put it on. Mm, oh, I don't get it. And this guy is a drunk who rides his bicycle past some punks who chase him for reasons. I hope he loses them at a scrapyard uh, this is what I was telling you a bit earlier the, the killer finds him in the London dungeon who mm. kills him in what looks like Krampus's lair he then stalks him around the dungeon and finally kills him by gutting him with some sort of axe I think it was so okay yeah. it was like a mixture between an axe and a thing that looked like a fish knife mm. I'm not going to lie here. I don't own this thing because fuck, I'm going to pay stupid money on eBay to own this piece of shit. I watched this on Daily Motion and it was from a VHS copy and sweet mother of God, you could barely see nothing. Oh my God. During the night, I'm going, what the fuck? During the dark scenes, you could see shit. And during the daylight scene, it was like bright as fuck. I'm going, what the fuck? Who the fuck put this on? Uh, but like I said, I am not buying this because it sells for ridiculous ridiculous money on ebay yeah it's like 25 45 quid fuck that really (laughs) Mm. jesus christ no i mean it's on youtube if you don't mind greek subtitles like i watched Mm. it because again i'm not completely stupid i'm fucked if i'm gonna pay for it to own this yeah yeah fuck that shit no 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 so back to kate and cliff who over coffee talk about how harris didn't show up to kate dad's inquest because apparently that's not what they do. I'm going, he's the chief of police, or what the hell is, shouldn't he send other officers there no, to be there himself? I mean, oh, definitely. what's the point of having a whole police force under your belt sort of thing if you don't use them? So that's no suspicious. I suppose they think maybe because it's such a, a high-profile case that maybe he should have been there, but again, if the chief of police, he can better think to do with time. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um. Yes, I'm get another red herring. I know he's been how many red herrings are in this fucking movie? It's like, what the hell? The same amount as the amount of Santa we see throughout the bloody movie. God, yeah. At New Scotland Yard, Harris tells Powell this might be his last case unless he can solve it by Christmas end. Uh, so Powell sets out dozens of police officers who are dressed as Santa to quote-unquote flush out the killer. Because that's going to work, you know, for crying out loud. Yeah, just kill off your whole police force. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Next morning, it's Christmas Eve at a Christmas fair. Dozens of policemen are dressed as Santa, walking around the place just messing with kids and the terrible ADR. God, what is with the ADR in this movie? Oh, God, I don't... All I know is it sucks badly. Mm. The killer strikes 
uh, one of the policemen in the men's room while he's taking a piss. He then, I don't know, kicks him in the groin or something like that. What the fuck has he done to him? He then. I know, I know he, um, put this delicately for the men listening. He cut off a view to the log. So... No, 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 no. That's much later on in the movie. That a complete... Oh, God, yeah, that's not. That's the big game. Mole Santa runs it. Yeah, because this this killer guy has the shoe that uh, Rosa Klebb has in that Bond movie she's in. Ah, right, okay. With a little foot knife sort of thing. And he kicks yeah. him in the groin, but I think he misses his dick. So there's that. Another cop comes in and he's killed uh, with a knife to the eye. And you see the eyeball oozing out, which is quite a good scene, I'm guessing. But I'm yeah, going... Quite a good effect. Yes, I'm going, how many knives this guy, this killer goes over? Krenner, he like, stabs a the guy, then he pokes the guys out, out, sort of stuff. Um, and cut to some market share of all the and horses. As Cliff is busking yet again, he spots Harris buying Christmas gifts and complains. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was to make his audience wonder who it was because he goes, are we being um, followed? But you know, he could have just been innocently doing his Christmas shopping. Like, uh, they play too much at trying to keep the audience guessing who the killer is, so they make everyone almost cry and be, like, suspicious. And yeah. it, it doesn't work. You you know, as the audience watching it, you think, this is shit. Like, you you can tell he's not the killer. You can, you can tell from, you know, the second scene almost who the killer is. Um, mm. You know, it's as clear as the nose on my face, you know. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And the overacting, if they all try and act suspicious, is, you know. Ridiculous. Yeah, the overacting, God. And as I said, the EDR in this, this movie yeah. is shocking because he walks away saying, yeah, he's a, oh, something about, he's a, a dirty old man or sort of stuff. And then he goes over to hit on her. And I'm going, what the fuck? So this must be one of the many, many, many rewrites that were on this like this whole love triangle thing was added because yeah. as I says the main star in this movie is the one of the writers the producer the director and the actor so this must have been one of the many rewrites for this uh, for this movie that's a bit of a bad that's a bit of a I mean I know many writers have done, done it and one of my best one of my favourite writers who um, isn't alive anymore did it with her stuff but yeah, it's a bit of a low blow when the writer puts themselves as the main star in a movie, and then mm. it flops as badly as this one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh my god! And back to New Scotland Yard with the peep show girl in her best hooker outfit. What was she wearing? Was it a leather miniskirt, white mm-hmm. sort of? What would be shoes? I have no idea what the shoe for, but I. I was like, does no one change their clothes? I mean, suppose even hookers have a change of clothes for work. Yeah, what was that t-shirt? Was it Titty Titty or something? I said on it, something about... Titty, but yeah. Oh, right. It's like Titty. I was like, "Mm." Oh, my God. She she goes to the police police dressed like that, for fuck's sake. She gives her statement, but she knows nothing. Only his, quote, eyes seem to smile behind the mask. The exact same thing that Sharon says, but the cop's like, eh, you're fucking useless. Piss off, love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with that, Powell gives her a police escort home. She refuses and walks him alone where the killer follows her. She returns to work because of course you would. The day after some guy gets killed on your booth, you turn back to work. I think not. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought even Hooker had a standard. Clearly I was wrong. Mm. Oh, she's not a Hooker, technically. She's a sex-line type person um what the fuck she was doing at the 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 booths i mean i have no idea so the killer talks her on her private sex line and threatens to kill her she runs for it after he smashes through her booth window he actually punched it for his bare hand i'm going how fucking strong is to punch through glass yeah or how 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 weak is that glass you know Mm. Yeah, I mean, you think that would be reinforced with the amount of guys mm. splodging on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of men desperately banging on it, trying to get there. Oh, God. Yeah, but if that guy just one fist and they can get through it. Mm, God, yeah, yeah. I'm go- I was going to do a joke about fisting, but I'm going to leave it. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Oh. Uh, 
so giving chase, the killer catches her with ease, drags her down to a basement flat to chain her up, saying, quote, he'll be back later to kill her. Think upon your sins. What? Yeah, that was me. But do you know what got me about that chasing? Like, how deserted was that bloody street? This is what... <laughs> London, London, yeah. London, you can't move in London. Mm. Even now when they're meant to be in full lockdown, you can't move in London. And yeah. they're like, you know, the minute the Hemaniac chasing a girl down the street, not a person in sight to be seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to London about, what, six or six to ten times, and mm. every single time it's been fucking mobbed. So bullshit with this chick we running down the street wearing a micro mini skirt and a hideous t-shirt going, ah! And nobody goes, hey, right, love? Why is this guy yeah. chasing you? So, mm, God almighty. Oh, my God. So back to New Scotland Yard and sweet mother of Jesus, can they show that establishing shot anymore? I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. Powell calls Harris to find out where he is. He's at home. Harris tells him he's quit. So Powell lets Cliff go. When did Powell arrest Cliff? Um... <laughs> Seriously, I'm going, when did you arrest him? A bit, a bit, uh, moving on. Later, yet another Santa is killed by the killer on stage in front of Carolyn Monroe while singing some shitty song. What the <laughs> fuck? What was she wearing with this red leather outfit? Lip syncing badly to some crappy ass early 80s fucking pop rock song. And yeah. Carolyn Monroe, by the way, filmed this in one hour. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and she's actually in the fucking... She's like number three on the, the poster. She's in one five-minute cameo, if that. You know, for fuck's sake. Jesus, because... Because... Carol Monroe is a British screen queen, because you don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I know fine well who she was. All right, okay, then. Okay. She's in... Um, what's that one? Uh, April Fool's Day? Yeah. The British... Yeah, the British one. Um, she's the only person in this film who I knew who she was. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. She's also a Bond girl, remember, right? She, she's a Bond girl, one of the Roger Moore Bonds. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so the killer... Any last one? I can't remember. I don't think so. I think she... Moving on. I think it's one of the middle ones. Anyway, moving on. So the killer kills this Santa guy by planting a machete in his face, placing it on the stage trap door as it arrives in front of Caroline, and it just cuts to a scream... A disembodied scream. Hmm. Okay then, so that's where your budget went then, giving her the money. <laughs> okay now. That's where the budget went. Mm. That's how we're not allowed to know the budget on this because that's the fee she got for that. <laughs> yeah, fucking must have been, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, cut to Powell visiting Kate to ask for help. She tells him Harris visits Annette House once a month and she thinks he's the killer. Another fucking red herring. Adding Harris doesn't exist, he's not on the register office birth or what was it, birth or death certificates. Mm. How does she get information? I suppose like now the public knowledge. I mean how lot you done now, but even in the in the eighty, you could get you could go to any um, registry office and you know, ask for you know, so and so birth certificate or birth and death certificates of people with this name and then, you know, Mm, I suppose. I suppose. But you're supposed to believe this guy is a chief, de- was it detective chief inspector of New Scotland Yard. Yeah, yeah, he's using an alias, and yet he's so high up in the police rankings. How's that one work? Should have thought they would have a background check. But I was gonna say, how did they get away with that with a job like that? But yeah, I mean, we do find out why he's using that alias, which is one of the only understandable things about this goddamn movie. Yeah, true. But... True. True. Like I say, as this thing went through, I think it was like five writers and at least four directors. So this is a hack, a hatch up job, you know, it's been hacked to pieces yeah. and stitched together and restitched and all who gives a fuck. Anywho, back to the sex booth girl. The killer returns to check on the chains and play Christmas mu- music all night, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now that half all my torture, no oh, one deserves. Jesus. How did he? Did he know where that... He owns that basement flat, clearly, because he returns there time and time again. Mm. So how did he know she was going to run past that basement flat? Uh, yeah, moving exactly. On. Moving, moving the fuck on, because 
I don't care anymore. I mean, I'm losing all to fucking live here. <laughs> Cue yet another Santa getting killed. This one in a men's room. As the nun... Uh, the nun? Where the fuck did I get the nun from? The killer cuts his dick and balls off with a straight razor. <laughs> Ow. Whoops. You know, um, apparently this was cut from the DVD released in 2003. <laughs> what for? For being too funny? Uh, for being too disturbing, apparently. Also, disturbing, really? Yeah, really. Also, the guy that killed in London Dungeon, his death was cut for the guts being spilled out and the guy who was set alight with the, the chestnut roasting stuff was also cut. So, okay, yeah. I watched the uncut version, apparently. Ooh, Ooh. lucky me. <laughs> apparently, there's three versions of this. There's the hour and 19 minute version. There's the hour and 26 minute version. And there's an hour and 52 minute version. Ah, what version did you watch? Uh, the hour 26. Ah, I watched the hour 19 version. Yeah, so you watched the, the quote-unquote cut version. Mm. But yeah, could you imagine sitting for another half an hour with this fucking movie? <laughs> well, what? I mean, I, I was... I survived the first half an hour. Yes, I was clawing the walls going, this has 20 minutes left, you bastard. <laughs> Fuck watching it for another half an hour. Jesus criminies. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Uh, and apparently there's also a German cut that takes away all the killings. So... That must have been... Oh, that must be fun to watch her then, eh? Confusing, also. Mm. Anyway, so later that night, Kate visits Harris Eyes' home. He then tells her he's been fired. So she tells him that Cliff is acting weird ever since the killer, or the killing's happened, rather. She thinks he's the killer. Yet more red herrings. Mm. He hits on her yet again and takes her to dinner. Cliff, being a jealous twat, follows them, walks in in the restaurant and then gets kicked out of the restaurant for not wearing the quote-unquote appropriate attire because he's wearing a leather jacket with a leather trousers and a horrible shirt. What the fuck was that shirt he was wearing? Oh, God, no. He sees him eating an Earl Christmas dinner and just storms off. I'm going, that's your girlfriend? Fight for her? I mean, this yeah, guy... Yeah, I was, I was sitting there thinking... Such a man, manly man, if that was my girlfriend, I'd, I'd have been over there going, who are you? Mm. Mm. my girlfriend? Yeah, fuck you, Mr. D, you prick, fuck off. Exactly. Oh, God, so back to New, New Scotland Yard yet again. And Poe was handed a note to call Kate. Meanwhile, Kate is now home, dealing with the creepy-ass newspaper writer. What the fuck is happening here? She One minute she's in dinner, next minute she's at her home. Yeah, they have what? Yeah, they have one of the other things I don't like, like the the timings in there. Like one minute they they're in, one minute she's in Doctor Harrisy or Inspector Harrisy apartment. Next minute they're sitting in a, a restaurant, and then the very next minute she's back at home, and you're like, okay, so we're meant to believe you've got from one end of London to the next, and you know, yeah, exactly. You can't do that on foot, never mind on the road. Yeah, especially on Christmas fucking Eve, for crying out loud. I mean, oh, dear God. So she tells him she knows all about him, how he's Harris's brother and indeed the killer. Mm. When did she learn this information? How does she know this shit? I mean, hmm. That must have been some talk over dinner, eh? Mm. He tells her he hates Christmas and indeed Santa. He must indeed kill Santa. What? Why? I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so, that was just that was just weird, wasn't it? He reminded me of Christmas time, really. You know, mm. I was like, well, gee, thanks, but can you get out my house, you weirdo? Yeah, and that's when he hits up with, yes, I'm everywhere. I'm allowed to go everywhere. I'm magical or something or special. What I fucking used. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, when she was like, "What are you doing here? How do you get in? I can get in everywhere." Mm. You know? And if her brother told her that over dinner in the previous scene then, you know, surely he should be trying to help the police catch his brother and not going about ignorantly pretending he doesn't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the most ridiculous killings for me. He kills her with a piece of tinsel, which could fucking snap (laughs) just by looking at it. He then stabs her about fucking, was it five times in the guts? No, he stabs her twice. Oh, is it twice? Yeah. I thought it was like four or five times because it looks like this one was looped. So, hmm. 
the one I was telling you about earlier. But oh, right, right. Okay, okay. Pot, you know? So, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Oh, I don't get it. She could have picked up that telephone and brained him with that fucking phone. That was yeah. the old-style rotary phones. They were heavy as fuck. Mm, <laughs> exactly. Or even knock, knock the receiver off and shout, yeah. help, he's here. You know, the person on the other end would have heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Powell runs over to find her completely stone dead, matter of seconds later. Mm-hmm. I'm going, she'd be stabbed in the guts twice. It would take a while for her to bleed out for crying out loud. Yeah, and uh. again, he got from one end of London to the other in the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. So he calls to get Harris arrested, and here he finds out it's not Harris. Harris has been home alone all night. Uh, if you're supposed to have this Harris guy tailed by a police officer, surely he would know. Oh, he's out with he was out with dinner with Kate like not 20 minutes ago or half an hour ago or an yeah, hour ago. Exactly. So uh, what? Like I say, I was left head scratching at this fucking ending. Uh, Powell then starts to chase the killer. He catches him in a car park and electrocutes Powell on a metal car door. What? Uh, what? You know? Yeah, I was just looking going, that doesn't make sense. How were you able to wire that up to do that so quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why is there so many antique vintage cars in this car park? I mean, is it, the, that is it the really expensive part of London? <laughs> so, hmm. Moving on. Back to the chained up girl. As Giles gives her food, she escapes after he releases the chains. When she brains it with a piece of wood, but the door is locked, yet she gets free in a matter of seconds. What? Yeah, and the most ridiculous part of this scene, he takes her, has uh, the key out of his pocket, go, something like, is this what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. He goes to attack her, she throws the chains that were once firmly attached to the wall, uh-huh. he throws at her, and that's why she's able to grab the key, and I'm like, Okay, Wonder Woman, how did you manage to pull the chain off the wall yet you couldn't when you were tied up to them? Yeah, ridiculous. And she runs upstairs. By the way, this is a basement flat Mm. on the outside. How the fuck did she get inside the building to run up? Oh, is it ten flights of stairs? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So she runs up the flights flights and flights and flights and flights of stairs. Never-ending fucking staircase. As the killer gives chase, he falls to his death from the top floor after she just moves she's swinging the chains at her and he like falls to his death somehow the yeah, fuck he, he, he throws the chain and they wrap around the banister and mm-hmm. she somehow I mean she looks like you know could got the wind would knock her over yet mm. she pulled hard on those chain and it has that weird cartoon effect where it knocks the, the other person holding the other end over it is the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm, yeah, yeah. And this is the big twist. Cue a flashback to Giles as a little boy. His father is dressed as Santa, handing out presents to people at a party. All but him. Because he gives Harris like various stuff. But the little boy picks up a, a Swiss Army knife, which he uses to kill his dad. After he catches his father shagging the babysitter, um, but then the father slaps the mother, who falls on the stairs and mm. dies at the bottom of the staircase, and then it just cuts to the boy holding the knife with like a little drop of blood on it. I'm going, right, so did you kill your father and the babysitter? Hence why you hate Santa and Christmas. Uh, is that why you were put in this nut house for, what, 50 years or something, 40, 50 years? What was going on here? Yeah, that whole scene didn't make sense because it's like he walks in and you're like, oh, good, that I caught that mummy sleeping with Santa and then you realise it's not his mum and then, yeah, it's like who gives a boy that age a pen knife? For, yes. I suppose that he's 80 and I suppose they were only meant to be used for hunting and not killing, but, you know, and then, yeah, it's suddenly his dad hit his mum and him and somebody else and then his mum is lying at the bottom of the stairs and he's standing with a bloody pen knife you're like um hello yeah what happened there why is this editing so fucking bad and why is the adr so bad something like oh guys you're such a handsome pretty boy now go upstairs and get some sleep santa be down tomorrow i'm going uh santa's been love (laughs) you know for fuck's sake 
And then she goes, uh, you're my handsome, pretty, intelligent boy. Go upstairs and sleep now for Santa will be back later. I'm going, what? And then yeah. he he catches the father shagging the babysitter. And I'm, the next minute you see is the wife breaks in and bars into the room and hides the little boy's eyes. But then next minute she's on the, on the boat in the staircase going, oh, I'm dead. What? Yeah, it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I was like, it really, I have the when in the editing they took out the most important part of that, the part that explained what the fuck you're looking at, because you're literally just looking at, you know, Santa fucking the babysitter, the little boy catching him, and that apparently the moment he thought, I hate Christmas, I hate Santa, and I'm gonna kill everyone. Mm, yeah, yeah. Santa's ruined my life, so therefore yeah. I must kill them all. Mm. But I'm going, okay then. Uh, moving on. It's now Christmas Day. Harris opens his sus- suspicious present, which explodes. I mean, what? Yeah, As... the minute he's seen on the card from your your loving brother, he should have been like, right, Ben, without opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As credits mercilessly rolling this piece of shit. So that was the opening until Christmas. One of the biggest what the fuck movies I've seen in a while. That's saying something, by the way. Mm. If you're a gorehound, there's plenty of killings. I think it's a kill every fucking two minutes. The story makes no goddamn sense. You can barely see this fucking thing at night. I swear to God, it looks like the ring film it on a fucking candle for crying out loud. The acting is god awful. The fucking script is completely what? And the cops act like they don't give two fucks oh my god so what do you say about this thing yeah this whole movie is a joke to the film industry it's trying too hard and it's too fast paced and suspenseful it's trying to be suspenseful may I point out that it's jumping from scene to scene and the time frame is just jumping one minute at two days later and then we're only going at one pair and then you just think what the fuck I mean you mentioned the script and I just I just had down here what script did the reason a script to follow I mean come on the acting is terrible the effects are unrealistic it's so hard to follow and that's just because you just look at it and go what the fuck am I having a stroke mm. Mm. you know it, it's too um obvious from the start who the killer is which normally can be good in a movie but not in this one um uh, there is still no full explanation as to why he hates santa so much yes santa shared the babysitter but you know what at that age we should really still be believing in santa yes exactly by the i was beyond happy by the time that bomb went off at the end it's the worst movie I've ever written and it's laughable for all the all the wrong reasons yeah I mean I love that explosion but it, it knocks that Harris guy clean off his feet and blows yeah. him off a, half across the fucking room and going that's a teeny wee box I'm not trying to hold enough explosive that to blow you clean off your fucking feet exactly exactly oh, and plus you know we have a killer in this movie who doesn't stick to his own mo one minute he's killing everyone then he's you know keeping people with prisoners you're like what the mm. fuck's going on in that yeah i suppose if you're looking for a good festive uh, comedy you could watch it because you would wet yourself laughing it's so ridiculously bad yeah yeah this is why i don't like movies with multiple directors mm. because you can tell for a fact there's been like people ch- cutting this up and slicing it up they're re-editing it and putting it back together again and did it i'm going no, one director, one clear vision. Absolutely. Uh, it's like, did all the writers fall out when they wrote this? I mean, mm, mm, could did the last person that tried to stitch it all together to make it workable, did they not look at the previous work and use their brain and go, right, what's going to work and what's not? Yes, exactly. exactly. And let's score this sucker out of 10. I'm going to give this thing a, a very generous two out of ten i mean what would you give this thing yeah i'm giving the a, a two actually no i'm gonna give it a three and only because i like the effect of the the santa that gets his head roasted with the chestnuts okay then. i guess is the kills the early kills are quite inventiveness and quite yeah. clever hmm. but the later ones are like 
oh, here's about tinsel, she's dead, and stab yeah. her in the guts. So, mm. I mean, that opening scene before the credit roll is actually not bad before he kills them, I mean, when mm. it gets terrible. But that opening scene, just visually watching it and the fact that we see everything through the killer's eye and all you hear is his heavy breathing, that's well done. Mm. It's just yeah. a, everything else is a letdown. It's a bloody old joke. Mm. Anyway, thank you for listening. If this is indeed your first or indeed 300th podcast for fuck's sake 300 of these suckers i mean this is also to be a year podcast <laughs> yeah, done. five years later 300 fucking podcasts mm. now check out my second podcast two geeks talk movies available on anchor also don't forget to like share comment and subscribe you can follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod you can also follow Two Geeks on Twitter at Two Geeks Pod, and you can follow Joanne on Twitter at Two Geek Joanne. <laughs> I did think about that there, that's terrible. Um, the second podcast is I mean, I've just what happened in the fucking second podcast, I've not just realized that. <laughs> and the second podcast is every two weeks or so, and we pick random movies to cover and analyze the show of them. <laughs> So if you're into like geeky stuff, science fiction or horror or suspense movies, then this is the podcast for you. Mm. But be warned, these movies are heavily analysed. So there we have that one. Anyway, next week for my podcast, I'm wrapping up 2020 with Terror Train, Jamie Lee Curtis's yet another fucking Halloween ripoff slasher. Uh, so I got that one I'm going to drop it on New Year's Eve. I want to thank Joanne for helping me with this Christmas turkey. <laughs> no bother. <laughs> hey, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so I don't have to. Bye.